Hey, 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 party people. I'm your host, Kalia Hart. And I'm your other host, Taylor Ryan. And we want to welcome you to our show, Days and Engaged, a wedding planning advice podcast. As a wedding planner and a wedding photographer, we're here each week to answer questions from real couples about how to tackle the unexpected things that pop up when planning a wedding. With over a decade of experience in the weddings and events space, we're here to help you have the wedding day you've always dreamed of and avoid the big mistakes we've seen over the years. This week, we are discussing questions from real engaged couples about the booking process for vendors. We know that as soon as you hit send on that first inquiry form, you can feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and it can be hard to know where to start. So don't worry, friend. We're here to answer all of your questions before you start the booking process. And if you've already started the booking process or if you have all of your vendors already lined up, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk through some important points on how to make sure you have happy, productive, and amazing relationships with your vendors as well. Uh, Kalia, do you want to give a little insight to what your booking process looks like and any tips you might want to give? Um, So I guess for me, I think it's simple and kind of like self-explanatory, but um, first you visit my website and look through my my portfolio and just see... www.kaliahartphotography.com. Basically, you just see like, you know, all of my work. I would recommend going through everything like reception pictures, things like that. Like, don't just look at just the couple's pictures. I would look at everything so you can get an idea of like what an entire day would look like. Because I know when you're looking through websites, you're kind of stuck on just like the portrait parts, but it's so much more than just that, like that you're getting in a gallery. So I would do that, look through everything. Then you go to my contact form, send me a completed contact form tip number one don't send an incomplete contact form because either one we won't get it or two some people may be a little snobbier than me and just not read your inquiry at all (laughs) um it's like those teachers in high school they're like mm -hmm. if your name's not on the paper i'm not grading it yes (laughs) that's not we don't do that but there are some there are some yes (laughs) then you know you send me that i respond you know talking about your wedding, whatever you've conversed with me in your contact forum. Then I send over the pricing guide. You look over that. We set up a time to chat on the phone. And then if everything goes well, then you book me. You give me a deposit and you're on my books officially. Cool. So easy peasy. Any tips for people when they're looking for a photographer or any vendors? Oh, we'll get into that later. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do have a lot of tips. (laughs) How about you? Uh, mine's very similar. Um, you know, a lot of people find me through like Instagram or Facebook or a referral. Um, but I always try to redirect them to my website also. Um, cause I've got everything on there, pricing packages, uh, reviews and pictures from some different weddings. Some of your pictures are on there. Yeah. Um, I like to feature my photographers on my homepage. Um, but that really like gets into like our mission statement and you know, who we are and what we do. And, um, I always, you know, want people to go there first to make sure that, you know, one, um, I'm very upfront with my pricing. It's on the website. So that way they know, like, if it's in their budget. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also to make sure that, like, it sounds like we might, you know, get along and vibe because there's like a little, you know, about me and stuff. Um, So I want to make sure that they know kind of who they're getting to begin with. Um, Submit an inquiry form. That comes to me if we have your date available. Um, We... I'll go ahead and send you our pricing guide back. Um, again, the pricing's on the website, but it's more in detail of like everything that's included in our packages um, for you and your fiance to review. And then you book a consultation call. We talk about it. And if you're ready to roll, take a deposit and move forward. Okay, love yeah. that. Similar so, but different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then you mentioned that you send a pricing guide that has your different packages. That's also something that you need to know in advance, I feel. Yes. When booking that consultation call yeah you need to make sure you actually look through those things because if you get on that consultation call and the vendor's like okay so you know after looking through that what do you think is going to be the best fit for you and you're like well I didn't look at it like (laughs) that's gonna you know waste a lot of your time and theirs because you have a little bit of a responsibility to do your homework before you know hopping on that call to make sure that you know Because, I mean, you don't want to waste 30 minutes of your time talking to somebody that doesn't even offer what you need. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So those are really important. And then just like random tips for the booking process. Um, I always tell people before you even start reaching out to vendors, make a wedding specific email. 
because if you are sending all these inquiry forms out and emails and everything, and you have just like your work email or your personal email, you are probably going to miss stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and you don't want to have to dig through, you know, Victoria's Secret, you know, semi-annual sale, like happening now emails um, to find, you know, a deposit invoice. You That's something you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that. And then if you already have some vendors booked, use them. Ask them for referrals for your other vendors. Yes. Like don't fall into the Facebook overwhelm of being like, I am looking for a photographer that does not cost an arm and a leg. First of all, put your pricing, put your date, put your venue. You're never going to find what you need asking like that. Um, she's laughing because it's every single post. Yeah. We see it 10,000 times a day. Yeah. Um, but if you do that, you literally get 300 comments in like 30 seconds. Oh, absolutely. That is so overwhelming. Don't do that to yourself. Like mm-hmm. use the people you already have to find quality people that they like to work with and know that do a good job. Yes, yes. And I feel like that's something that a lot of couples just don't do is they find that perfect vendor that they're just like on, they're vibing with like so hard. And then they book somebody who's lacking, you know, when in reality they could have just asked that vendor, Hey, do you have any referrals for this, this, this man? I get so upset sometimes when I have couples that are like, Oh, by the way, we just booked our, you know, whatever. And it's this person. I'm like, Oh, I could have told you that Mm -hmm. that was not a good idea because like, that's not going to fit what you need. Um, you know, cause like I, I want my couples, like I've worked with so many people. I want them to work with people who are going to one, get along. Mm-hmm. Like if I know a vendor is hard to work with and they make everybody else's life hard, I'm not going to do that to the other vendors. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if I can help it, like we are not going to have somebody on a team that is not team bride and groom. Like, mm-hmm. and if you just go out and book people without doing any kind of research and asking around, like that's, you're probably going to get at least one of those on your team. Yes. Cause you got a lot of people coming up on wedding day. Yes. Um, Ask your vendors. Yeah. Before you put that deposit down. If you have worked with other vendors before, they have a blacklist. We all have blacklists. Yeah, mine's too teeny tiny, but there's the people that are on there. There's a reason. Yes. And it's because they have really messed up something for one of my previous couples. Yes. And again, I will go to bat for my couples. I will make sure that everything is good for them. But if somebody purposefully does something to mess up part of their day, you ain't coming back, friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, But also, you know, as we're talking about this, Remember, we're talking from our perspective of like, this is what our booking process looks like. It's going to look different for every single vendor that you Mm -hmm. have. You know, it's, you're not going to have the same steps for every vendor because everybody runs their business different. But I mean, you also need to make sure that you are communicating your specific needs and what you want um, because you're like you're not going to get a good answer from somebody if you're just like, oh yeah, my wedding is on October 14th. Like everybody else is this year. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, we, um, I need a caterer. What kind of food do you want? Where mm-hmm. are you getting married? How many people do you have? Like, you know, what's your budget? Like you've got to be as specific as possible when you are reaching out to these people or you're never going to get the answers you need. Yes, there is. And if there isn't, then that's a cause for concern. But there is a huge box, usually at the end of every contact form, that's like a free space of where you just like... Yeah, anything else we need to know about your wedding. Yes. Just put it all in there. Put it in there. If you need to write it in like a Google Doc and copy and paste it into every single form, Mm -hmm. do that. But make sure you are as specific as possible because, again, you don't want to waste your time. Yes, yes. Talking and to somebody who can't meet your needs. Put things in there that are things that you don't think is important, but is so important. Where you're going to have your wedding, that's important. Oh, I'm having a wedding in a church, and there's usually these types of guidelines in the church. You know, things like that, that for me, I would need to know in advance. Um, Taylor's laughing right now. You can't see her, but she's laughing at me. Because <laughs> we had one like that together. Yes. No, actually, they told me in advance. Yeah, they, they, they did. did tell me I'm in just advance. laughing because like there are some venues that have very specific mm-hmm. guidelines. And there are some venues that will not let certain vendors come back. So mm-hmm. you need to check with your venue too before oh, you yeah. start paying people because there are some, I've ran into that before of like a couple just not asking anybody and hiring someone and the venue is like, oh, that person cannot come back. Yeah, you know, yeah. and so, you think that it's like not a thing. It is. It is, and again, there's reasons. Yes, and we're gonna get into some of those here yes, in ma'am. just a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Have you been looking for a wedding photographer? Look no further. Kalia Hart Photography is here and ready to be your wedding day personal paparazzi. Whether it be digitally or on film, Kalia is fully committed to capturing your epic love story and giving you the beautiful photography experience that you deserve. Now booking for the 2024 wedding season, get in touch with Kalia today at www.kaliahartphotography.com and follow along on Instagram at Kalia Hart Photography. Alrighty, so our first question today comes from She Said Yas Queen. I am starting to plan and I have reached out to what feels like a million vendors of every kind. They all want me to hop on a consultation call for 30 plus minutes and I just don't have time for that. How should I move forward? Are consultation calls even that important if I've already seen their pricing and reviews? Go ahead, Taylor. So short answer, yes. Consultation calls are important, but let's talk about why. Um, So I'm going to give you a little online shopping analogy. So something can look great online. Like you're looking on Timu. You're like, oh, this dress is so cute and it's only 47 cents. And then, you know, 10 weeks later when it actually gets to you, um, it's poor quality. And unfortunately, the same thing can happen with vendors sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So first of all, looking at reviews, you had mentioned, you know, you've already read their reviews and seen their pricing. Looking at reviews are important because if they have a lot of good reviews and you see a, like a long-standing, you know, tradition of people just raving about them. Yes, that is very important. On the flip side, if you see one bad review, one bad review does not stand for a bad vendor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people might get hung up on that sometimes as they see one bad review and they're like, oh, well, they've got a terrible review from that person that's like 10 pages long. Mm-hmm. People normally only write reviews when they're really happy or they're really ticked off. Um, you know, there's, there's not normally a lot in the middle there. And unfortunately, bridezillas do exist in the world that we live in. So if somebody has one bad review, let that go, you know, just take that with a grain of salt. Um, but you're never going to know if you vibe with someone until you talk to them. And I understand like, yes, we all want to set up consultation calls, but there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. It is not just time for you to interview us. We are also interviewing you. Like we want to make sure that we're going to be a good fit because like from my perspective as a planner, I'm with my couples for 12 months to two years out a lot of the time. Yeah, you are. Yeah. We spend a lot of time together. If we do not get along, it is going to be a very miserable road for both of us. So we have to make sure on the consultation call that we are, you know, we fit, we vibe. I can, you know, stand behind you and what you want and can go to bat for you. But if I can't, I'm going to be honest about that and say, you know, I I don't think we're a good fit, but I do know a planner who fits your personality and the style that you're needing much better. Let me get you in contact with them. Yeah. And so because we some vendors are like, yeah, I'll book all the weddings. I don't care who it is, where it is, whatever. But most of us, we're here because we love what we do and we really love our couples And if we are just going to butt heads the whole time, it's not worth it for us. And also it's not worth it for you because this is a stressful time and you need people in your corner you get along with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and you said I reach out to what feels like a million vendors. Don't send an inquiry to every vendor you come across because that's going to be overwhelming. Like, yeah, start like vendor category by vendor category, like in order, it should be like venue first, because if you don't have a venue, you don't have a date. And if you don't have a date, you can't really book anybody else. Nope. After that, go down the list of like what's most important to you. I'm going to throw a plug out. Your planner should probably be next because they can help you find everything else. But if that's, you know, if you're like, I don't need a planner. We'll talk about that later. Uh, If you're like, I don't need a planner. Move down what's important to you. If you're like food is number one on our list, reach out to like three to four caterers maximum that have the type of food you want and that look like they might be in your area and in your budget. Don't be reaching out to like 75 people no. that somebody on Facebook, bride to be group, recommended to you. Reach out to people who you would actually eat their food and that you would want cooking at your wedding. Yeah. And then cull through those. Like, don't reach out to everybody. Like, obviously, that's going to be overwhelming. And yeah. you're not going to have time to sit on 75 consultation calls. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, if those four don't work out, then move on to a couple more. So, you know, y- you don't need to to totally do all of that. I actually wrote an article for North Carolina Bridal Magazine, I think it was last year, um, on questions to ask your vendors before you book. 
Um, and I will link to that in the show notes because there's certain things you need to make sure you're asking in every single consultation calls. Like, you know, have you worked at this venue before? Mm-hmm. What, like, what does your process look like? You know, things like that. And you really need to have a list ready when you get on those consultation calls because it could be a 30-minute consultation call or it could be five. Like, if you have all yep. your questions ready, they check all your boxes, be like, cool, I really like you. Let's, what do we do next? How do we get you booked? Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge, long process. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. And I like that you're saying to keep a list, like have a list ready. That is so important. And like, make sure it's readily accessible, like somewhere on your phone where you can just like sit there and answer them all. Because there's been so many times where I hop on a call and there's like fumbling for their notes and they're like oh yeah i had a whole list but i can't remember any of them any of the questions now and i'm like i had a consultation call last night and they i'm so excited they booked and she was so cute she was like oh my gosh i have my whole i have my google list ready and i've got my like highlighters ready and i was like girl we're gonna get along so well i was like i got my spreadsheet pulled up and my consultation worksheet let's vibe girl (laughs) let's go for it oh i love that oh i love that (laughs) yeah so if you're ready you know, to have those conversations instead of being like, well, I don't know, like the whole time, it's going to make the consultation call go quicker. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So for me, um, this may be a hot take, a really hot take, but yeah. I don't book anyone that I don't do a consultation call with. Oh, I won't either. No one. No, absolutely not. Like if I don't know who you are in advance, like name number any information about you things like that i will not yeah i had somebody reach out before and they were like oh yeah we were at so-and-so's wedding you did a great job we just want to go ahead and book and i'm like okay we still have to schedule a consultation Mm -hmm. call because like what if you're getting a a married at a venue that i don't work at yeah or what like i had somebody reach out one time they were like oh you did such a good job we want to book you but it was for an indian wedding and your girl is not qualified to do that that is a four-day event and i don't know anything about it so i was like you know i would love to help but like i i want you to have somebody that knows what they're doing yeah yeah, and so i connected them with a vendor who specializes in ethnic weddings and i was like you know i'm not gonna book something that i don't know how to do because i'm not gonna do that to the couple that's not fair to them wow that's very so i want to ask i want to <laughs> dive into that question a little bit so in order for you guys to specialize in a specific type of wedding do you like do what us photographers maybe do and like shadow them or something or yeah if that was something i was like interested in learning and you wanted to do like other planners that do stuff like that mm-hmm. they typically have large teams and oh, need okay, okay, okay people like one of my other um planner friends like she had a big pending contract for like a giant corporate event Mm -hmm. that I don't do corporate events anymore. Like I just do weddings, Mm -hmm. but she was like, I, my team is too small for this. I'm going to need some extra help. And I was like, well, if you end up getting the contract for it, like I'll come do it. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, that way I can learn. And if you ever need help with it in the future, like I can hop in and, you know, cover for you and stuff. So yeah, we do the same thing. Okay, cool. I just want to know, cause I was like, how do you specialize in something? Like, how do you gain knowledge? Cause for me, it's like, I'll just do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you can't really do that because you have to know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Like, um, like I've had some couples, like I've done some Jewish weddings. Um, and I was very upfront. I was like, I don't know the traditions on that. And they're like, oh, we'll teach you. You Okay, cool. They're like, yeah, well, we'll, we don't care, you know, that you don't know anything. We, we want to work with you. And you know, it's not a four day event, you know, that you have to know in and out. Like we can teach you like what you need to know to help plug it into the timeline. Um, so yeah, sometimes the couples teach you and then sometimes you can hop in and shadow somebody, but okay. I love that. Yeah. That's a, that's a big reason I won't book somebody just off of something like that. Cause I'm like, I, I can't just book you not knowing what your wedding is going to be about. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Circling back. Sorry. (laughs) I just wanted to know because that was so interesting. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, after my hot take, I'm not booking you without a consultation call. Sorry. Um, Most vendors won't, just yeah, FYI. Yeah, FYI. A lot of people won't. And if they do, that might be a red flag. Yes, ma'am. It is. Um, because there are vendors, I'm not going to like badmouth anybody, but there are some vendors who are strictly in this because they're like, weddings are a money racket and mm-hmm. I'm going to book as many as possible. Yes, ma'am. And what you get when you book a vendor like that is terrible communication most of the time because they're so overwhelmed with all the weddings that they do and impersonal interactions Mm -hmm. like they to to them you're just a number you're another wedding on the books you are not somebody that they care about like personally I don't take more than 20 weddings a year right now because I 
anything past that is like past my mental load. And I don't feel like I would be able to give my couples the attention that they need if I booked more than that. So Fair. if we ever do more than that, it's going to be when I hire an associate planner that takes over mm-hmm. doing more of the planning process. Fair. I love that. Yeah. Mind, be mindful because a lot of us do have limits. Like you have, you said 20? 20. 20. Mm-hmm. I only take max, max 15. Okay. A wedding because it takes me so long to, because I edit. hand edit everything. Yeah. And now that I add film, I have to do yeah. all of it myself. When I meet vendors who are like, oh yeah, we have 150 weddings this year. And I'm Girl. like, how big of a team do you have? And they're like, oh, there's two of us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and if you book people like that, and it's fine if you do. Because some of them can actually do it. Yes. Keep in mind, Most communication cannot. is either going to be very hard and lacking, or you're not going to be talking directly to them you're going to be talking to an assistant oh yeah or like a booking agency yeah you're not talking directly to them at all yeah like we don't even take more than i typically do not take more than one wedding in a weekend yeah same very rare cases if it's at event like if it's at two venues that we work at regularly like back to back that i know you know we can do that inside and out that's mm-hmm. fine and i can send an assistant to do like rehearsals and stuff because they feel comfortable there but typically i won't do more than one in a weekend yeah and i said no some vendors who do like four they'll do like thursday friday saturday sunday Mm-mm. couldn't be me nope. anyways <laughs> <laughs> um but yes so i do the reason why i do consultation calls is for one i want to make sure that you're not a serial killer because you're like meeting people out in these fields yeah, and stuff like you have for to, engagement Yeah, sessions. you have to think of that of it that way in the world we're in. I'm meeting you. Like, think about it. Dumb you, ways to die. Literally. <laughs> you are sending me in contact form over the internet. Say I don't ever hop on a consultation call with you. I'm supposed to meet you out in the middle of nowhere to take your pictures alone by myself. No, ma'am. We're talking on the phone first. <laughs> first. And thoroughly Facebook stalking you beforehand. We're yeah. just going to admit it. We all do it. Yeah. Not Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. That's why I list the Instagram. It's not, it is to get a sense of like who you are as a person and like what you're into and things and like style. that. your style. Yeah. But. Also it, make sure you're a real person. Yeah. It makes sure, like I want to make sure that you're a real human. Yep. And some Good people point. don't list it and that's fine as long as we hop on a call. Totally get it. But it's... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, I, I saw those Instagram reels when that little dumb ways to die thing was trending, you know. The mm-hmm. photographers were like, realizing that my mom told me not to get in a car with a stranger, but I'm about to go meet two strangers I met on the internet in the middle of a field to take mm-hmm. their pictures. Mm-hmm. And half the time, like, <laughs> There's for There's no us, phone service. <laughs> yeah. There is no phone service, one. And two, half the time for... Like us around here, we go to Asheville a lot to do engagements yeah. and things like that. So hop, you have to hop in a car with them or they have to get into yours. Or, and you go hiking up the side of a mountain. Yes. No oh. self-service at all. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So And it's also important for you too, because if you're meeting your photographer on mm-hmm. the builder, you need to make sure that they're not super sketchy. Also. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. Anyways, besides, besides serial killing... Um, I just want to make sure that we vibe on a personal level, like you said. Yeah. Um, I do not book people who I don't vibe with because you have to think I'm spending literally like six to 10 hours with you. Your photographer and your planner, you're going to see them the most on your wedding day. I was about to say, we spend the most amount of time with them than they do with each other. Oh, yeah. On their wedding day. For sure. So you want to make sure that you actually like me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm spending that much time with you. Yeah, we're going to be together a lot. Yes. And I'm like, I'm in there, girl. I'm in there. Like, you're yeah. getting dressed. I'm there. I'm not yeah. taking pictures, but I'm in there. You need to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Guess who's holding your dress? Your L- wedding planner. Literally. Like- <laughs> literally. I have helped brides go to the bathroom before because they can't find their friends. And I'm like... I'll just go. It's oh, fine. Oh, yeah. I've had to get girls in their dresses before. I've had to help them change into reception outfits. Like, mm-hmm. we see all the things. So, like, you need to be comfortable with us. Like, we want to make sure that, like, those can be awkward things, but only if somebody makes them awkward. Yes. Like, you know, we want to make sure you're comfortable and you trust us to help you with stuff like yes. that. Yes, yes. But also that shows just how much we vibe. You're fine with me being in the room when you're changing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, 
we worked a wedding. The first wedding we ever worked together, we ended up in the bathroom with the bride under her dress trying to figure out her bustle because yeah. it was so complicated. Like I was underneath like seven layers of tool. And oh my God, Leo we were. Was, like, I forgot about handing that. Handing me like buttons. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're with you a lot. So you got to make sure that you like us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I totally forgot about that. That is kind of how we met. And, we, and then we sat down and we ate dinner together. Which out of all the weddings, I think that's the one time I've actually got to sit down and talk to somebody over dinner. Like Literally. in the last three years. Literally. I was like, wow, I'm actually sitting with the wedding planner. This is like iconic yeah, i like, never get to do this you're like wow you're really good at timelines i was like dude this never happens i don't get to sit down and eat ever <laughs> yeah oh my god she literally as soon as like i saw the timeline for the day and like actually worked her timeline and i had so much downtime i latched onto her like a leech i was like <laughs> i want to do every single wedding that you are in charge of because it's planned beautifully oh thank you beautifully like we had enough time for everything yeah. And that was so hard for me at the time because I had back-to-back weddings of planners giving me like literally 10 minutes for couples portraits. Oh no. And I was just like, okay, I mean, she planned 10 minutes. You hired her, not me. So I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> and it's like, what am I going to do? No, I need more time. Why am I supposed to make up time? Sometimes there's just not enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But, but yeah, anyways. Uh, that was a really good question. Um, so let's see what our next submission is about. So our next question comes from Falala Girl. Uh, what qualification should I be looking for when booking my vendors? I'm so worried I'm going to get scammed by someone who looks like a professional, but could end up ghosting me on wedding day. How can I tell who to trust? This is such a legit question. Yeah. I'm so glad that you wrote in and asked this because I feel like when it comes to wedding planning, it's very, you're in a very vulnerable state where people can just take advantage of you in that aspect. Yeah. And like in this day and age on Facebook and stuff, like it is so hard to tell because like somebody could just have a Facebook page and Mm -hmm. steal pictures from someone else and look like a professional. There have been so many in these Facebook groups here recently Mm -hmm. because like we we stay in all the like bridal Facebook groups for our area to like, you know, if somebody's looking for a photographer or a planner and also to give advice and answer questions. But there have been like three big ones. Have you noticed over the last couple of months of people posting me like, do not use this person. And it's the same person like over and over Mm -hmm. scamming these poor people. Like they'll change their business name and then, you know, hop in another group and book somebody Mm -hmm. and then just not show up for their wedding. And it's like they're legally changing their business name every time. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but it's not that hard to set up an LLC. No. Um, like it doesn't cost a whole lot. Mm -mm. It's only like $10 to file an amendment. So like anybody can do that. Um, but yeah, that's that's legit. Yeah. So if there question. if it says LLC and you think you're safe, you're not. First no. of all, um, second of all, a ton of people I have been seeing actually, and this reminds me, I've been seeing a lot of people who just put LLC, and they're not. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like co, and they're not. Yeah. And it's like you you know you have to have an LLC to be so and so LLC. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm quoting a lot of memes today, but have you ever seen the one that it's like. Don't believe everything you read on the internet, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> like direct quote. Um, like you cannot believe that somebody is a professional just because they say they are. Yes. And that's hard. So like, I totally understand where you're coming from, but there are ways like to verify that you have a professional. Um, one of the first ones, ask for proof of their business insurance because mm-hmm. most venues are requiring that now of vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of vendors pitching fits about it too, because they're like, "Well, I've been doing this for you know thirty years." And no never, one cares. Nobody cares. No um, one cares. Like, it's, there's a reason for it. The venues want it because they want to make sure their behinds are covered. Mm-hmm. And if you ask for it, that's one way to know that whoever you're talking to is taking their business seriously. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have business insurance because I need to make sure my behinds covered. Mm-hmm. You know, if something happens. Um, so that's one way. And then also, how are they asking for payment? Like. Big red flag if somebody's like, oh, well, you can just give me cash. Like, we'll, we'll meet up later this week and you can bring me cash. No. Um, you can send it to me on Cash App. That is not a, like. No, ma'am. <laughs> some vendors, you know, I know some people do take deposits on, like, Venmo and stuff like that. Some of them have it set up through their business account. Yes. But 
that is a good way to tell, like if you're not getting an actual deposit invoice to where you can review what you're being charged for mm-hmm. and pay for it, that's a red flag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now they do have business Venmo now. Yeah. They did not used to. Yeah. And it used to be just like people randomly sending money, which I don't know if you guys use Venmo, which you probably do. But once you send money through Venmo, you are not getting it back. Yeah, it's gone. It is gone. Like I have seen other photographers pay like their second shooter or something like that. And they misspell it by like a letter and it sends to a random person and they're like on Venmo trying to. Yeah. They will not help you. No. And do like a quick Facebook and Google search of their name and their business name. Um, because if people, like I said, people are not afraid to post about it when they get scammed. Mm-hmm. Like they, like there's a videographer right now that one of my couples actually used a couple years ago oh. that I've been seeing in the groups this week who has been showing up to these weddings without actual professional equipment and then never sending the mm-hmm. videos to people. And people are lighting them up in the Facebook groups right now. Do a quick search. Like get on your, like if you're in Oregon, be like Oregon bride-to-be or Oregon weddings or whatever. There's a Facebook group for it. Do a quick search for them and see what people are posting about them. Mm-hmm. If there's nothing, that could just be because like they're not very active in that group or, you know, they're a decent person. Yeah. But when people are mad about somebody, they are going to let the whole world yes, know about it. Absolutely. And then my favorite way contracts i am so tired of these contracts right now y'all okay if you do not have a contract that has your name their name their business name your contact information and a list of services they're providing you don't have a vendor period like you do not have any proof that you actually have hired that person and as a planner i get everybody's contracts because i Mm -hmm. need to look through them to make sure i know like what to expect from that person when they're dropping off on wedding day, you know, reviewing it for my clients, making sure everything's good. You would not believe how many contracts I see from real professionals that don't have their name on it at all, have no <laughs> description of what they're providing. And then I've got to hunt this stuff down. And these are people who are really good vendors and like work and stuff. But if you're, I literally had a couple book of cater one time without telling me. And I said, can you send me their contract? They forwarded me an email that said, yes, we will be your caterers and do barbecue plate meals um, on this day. I said, oh, okay, where's your contract? And they were like, oh, we don't, they didn't give us, like, that's all they gave us. I was like, can you give this person money? (laughs) Like, what? Like, don't. Oh my gosh, y'all do not give them money until you have all of that listed out. Because if they disappear, guess what? That's on you, friend. Mm-hmm. That is on you. You can't even take that to court because you did not have in writing nope. at all what you were supposed to be getting. Nope. They're not contractually obligated to be there. You just sent them free money. Just sent them free money. Uh-huh. And again, vendors, if you're listening, do better with your contracts. Yes. <laughs> like, I, I am so sorry. I love y'all to death, but you have got to start telling people in your contracts how to get a hold of you. You wouldn't believe how many don't have emails, phone numbers, nothing. Your name? If your name's not on there, how do they even know? They are booking 15 vendors for a wedding and they've got all these contracts. They don't even have your name on the contract. How do they know that that's your contract? Like, y'all do better. Who is is doing? You would not believe. Almost (laughs) every single wedding I have, I run into this. I'll be putting timelines together trying to pull contact information. I'm going to talk straight into the camera right now. If you are a vendor and you don't have a contract, what are you doing? It yeah. literally does not. It protects max, you. Literally. <laughs> it costs max $500 to go buy one from a lawyer. And it keeps you protected from the entire yeah. like span of your business. What are you doing? And there, you can tweak it a, as you go. There's a business called The Engaged Legal. Um, found out about them at Wedding MBA last year. Mm-hmm. If you want to sponsor us Engaged Legal, you're more than welcome to. Um, But they literally specialize in contracts for wedding professionals. Yes. And will send you, like you can send them all of your services, everything. They put it together for you and it's like all online. So you don't even Mm -hmm. have to go to a lawyer's office. But like literally at the end of the day, a contract protects you as a couple and you as the vendor. Yes. Because if like as a vendor, like imagine I'm, you know, a florist. 
And I had all these meetings with this couple. They decide they want, you know, centerpieces, bouquets, and boutonnieres. And then I show up on wedding day with centerpieces, bouquets, and boutonnieres. It's not written out and stuff. And then the bride's like, well, where's the installation for the arbor? Where's the ceremony flowers? Like, where's this and where's that? And you're like, well, you didn't have that contract and she's like well I mentioned it offhand well you didn't say that you actually wanted that if it's not written down she can sue you Mm -hmm. like the bride can sue you for not showing up with what she asked for because Mm -hmm. you didn't have it written down that just protects you and as a client you need to make sure you're asking for that because what if you did ask for the arbor pieces and ceremony flowers and blah, blah blah and you paid for that and then they only show up with centerpieces that's why I ask for it from my couples because mm-hmm. I'm the one that receives those orders. And mm-hmm. so if the floor shows up and only has centerpieces and I've got a contract in hand and I'm like, you were supposed to bring X, Y, and Z and it's not here. Mm-hmm. They got to go back and get it or give my couple some money back. Mm-hmm. You know, like it only protects you. So why are you not having contracts? <laughs> like, yes, contracts. That is my soapbox of a lifetime right now. I'm yes. so over it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Besides contracts, as Taylor just ranted on to you about. Sorry. Um, <laughs> besides contracts, do they have a website, first of all? A real website. A real website. Not that a has, free WordPress. It has to say .com. I'm so sorry. And I know that when you start out, you don't have a lot of money. And it may be like .pixieset, .whatever. Do they have a URL that says businessname.com? Yeah. That is one thing you need to work, that you need to look for. Um, On this website, do they have reviews and images of their work? For example, photography. Is there an extensive portfolio? More than, more than like 20 pictures, y'all. Like. If there's only a couple of pictures, like if you are finding somebody on like, for God's sakes, don't hire anybody off Thumbtack, first of all. Oh. But if you're on like Wedding Wire or something and they've only got like two pictures on there, copy and paste that into Google Image Search and see if it actually is theirs. Yeah. If they're paying for Wedding Wire, I'm sure it is. But like if you're questioning it, do a Google Image Search. Yes. See who it comes up tagged yes. under. On the website, the portfolio, do they have reviews from couples on there? If they if they don't, okay, Google their name. Do they have Google reviews? See, like, I personally don't have Google reviews because I'm going to be honest, I don't know how to set it up. But like all my reviews are on Facebook. And so you have reviews somewhere. Yeah, Like look them up on Facebook, look them up on Google. Like are there real reviews? Because also, you know, my reviews are also on my website, but somebody could make up reviews. So Mm -hmm. like cross reference those and make sure that like there's a place where a real person actually posted that somewhere. Yes, yes. And I would also look for... An about me page, which is something that a lot of people don't think about. A scammer is not going to sit there and be like, this is all about me and what I do. They ain't doing that. They just want your money. Yeah. Read the about me page. They usually have pictures on there, what they look like, what their home life is, whatever. Things like that. Do they have that? Yes. Cool. Not a red flag. Right? Besides the website, the reviews. Do the reviews date back more than a year if they're all like posted yesterday no like obviously they're not real they're not real yeah so do they date past more than a year if they're a newer business cool usually you can tell like around what time they start do those reviews start then or are they all yesterday pay attention to that And then check on their social media, whether that be on Facebook or on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Do their posts happen over a year? Because if they're just posting random, I mean, random stuff, sorry, from just like random weddings that they're finding on the internet and they've all posted it on the same exact day, then they're not real. Yeah. Nobody's posting five pictures in one day. Yeah. Thankfully, like, you know, social media shows when... Things have been done. So there is a, you can follow a paper trail to a certain point. And again, like most vendors, like when you're looking into this, like you're going to be able to tell pretty quick if they're a real person or not. But if you are getting like fishy feelings and stuff, we're not saying do this for every single vendor you talk to. But if you're like, "Mm, this seems a little too good to be true, do some digging just to make sure that you're not like you're not getting scammed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, and once it's that's not, gone, 
Like you're going to pull from somewhere else, like cut something else out of your wedding to make up for that. Yeah. And you're going to have to take away, like you said, you're going to have to take away from something that you really, really wanted to do. And now you can't because you just accidentally gave somebody $2,000. Yep. Who has nothing to do with your wedding. Yep. Because you didn't sign a contract. Our last question today is from Get and Flippin' Married. My wedding planner has gotten the necessary signed contract and first payment required for them to begin the wedding planning process. However, it's been 12 days and they haven't responded to my follow-up or sent me the stuff that they were supposed to send. What do I do next? I know that they're legit because they're an in-house planner at the venue and have nothing but five-star reviews. But man, my experience has not been great and I'm really shocked about it. Okay, not to immediately be team wedding planner, but 12 days. <laughs> they, like, There's a lot that can go into a delay like that. So first of all, during your consultation, again, which is super important, did you ask what the next steps were and when to expect them? Like that should always be the last thing you talk about before ending your consultation calls because you could be expecting it in 24 hours, but the planner's like in her head, mm-hmm. I have four weddings this week, yeah. <laughs> you know, for my team. And this is a Wednesday night at seven o'clock PM. It's going to be a second before I get to all of that. Um, but also how far out is your wedding from now too? That's a good question. Like is your wedding in six months? Is your wedding next month? Is your wedding in three years? If your wedding's in three years, 12 days is Little that's not nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that is not nothing. Um, go ahead. <laughs> and I know that 12 days to you seems like a lot because you're the only wedding that you're planning, right? Because it's your wedding. Potentially, the this planner, because there's 52 weeks in a year, this planner potentially has 52 weddings to plan if she books one, ev- one every single weekend. Mm-hmm. She's not, she's not focusing on you right now because your wedding is in three years. She's focusing on the wedding that's happening this Saturday. Yeah. And then also like, when are you contact? Is it like, pay attention to when you're contacting your vendor. Like, is it in the middle of busy season? If you reach out to a vendor in the Carolinas in October. No, ma'am. It's going to be a second before you hear from somebody because everybody's dying. Mm -hmm. Like they are on month three of fall insanity and just trying to survive. And you know that's not an excuse for them to ignore you but if it's been you know a couple of days give them a little bit of grace because they are just trying to keep up with everything um and also make sure are you contacting them the correct way are you you know sending your planner a message on instagram and being like hey i'm waiting to hear from you hey did you send me that stuff yet girl because a lot of us do not check our social media no. messages regularly. A lot of us schedule that on a separate platform and it gets scheduled for like a month at a time. Yes. You will yeah. see if you follow your planners or literally any vendor on Instagram, we frequently have to put on our stories. We do not check our DMs like that. Yeah. You're not checking your DMs like that. It will get buried. Yeah. Because we get a lot of yes spam and just crazy spam. stuff. Spam. Every time somebody tags us in a post, it yeah. pops up in our in our DM folder. So it just adds on there. Are you texting your vendors? Because mm-hmm. again, a lot of vendors will not respond to text. Like no, you ma'am. need to have that conversation during your consultation call yes. about how communication is supposed to be handled. Like if you're texting them or sending them messages on Facebook or, you know, something posted on their Facebook wall, you're probably not going to get the answers you need send an email to their business email um, because that's where they do business. Like that's where they're looking for conversations from their clients. Y'all can't see me, but I just died inside. Who is, who is Facebook messaging? Who is <laughs> Facebook messaging their vendors? Cause I don't know if you guys know this also that when you send a message to a business account, it goes to a request folder. It yeah. doesn't even go to our inbox. A no, lot of the time. not like on a personal one. Like it literally sits in a folder and we don't get notifications for it half the time. No, like I'll go in sometimes and have like four or five requests and I'm like, mm-hmm. why did I not get a notification about that? I would have answered these. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's, that's one thing. And then also check your spam. If you are emailing them and you get an email back, it might go to your spam folder. You're like, wow, they haven't answered me in 12 days and it's sitting there in your spam folder. Mm-hmm. Or did you not use your wedding email like I told you to, mm-hmm. friend? <laughs> you know, if it's sitting in your work email under 75 emails from your boss about a project that's due Monday, you might have missed it. Yes. Um, 
And another tip, if you're doing a wedding email, make sure that you download whatever app that you have the email through so that you get notifications to your phone. Yes. Yeah. Because I have <laughs> I have a lot of couples who are like grad students or nurses mm-hmm. or lawyers and they're like, oh crap, I totally forgot to check the wedding email because I'll text mm-hmm. them and be like, hey, you asked for something like a week ago and I hadn't heard anything back. And they're like, oh man, I forgot to have that email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, da- definitely download the app and like yeah. have it send it to your phone. Yeah. Um, but also just ask. Ask your planner. Like if you're really that concerned about it, sometimes emails don't go through. Sometimes people mess up and life happens you know, you got to remember your vendors are people too. Mm-hmm. And I know I've preached before on giving people grace. Um, but you have got to remember, like Kalia said, like, yes, you are the only wedding to you, but this is our job. Like, you mm-hmm. know, we do have multiple at a time and you've got to remember, like, sometimes there are weddings before yours that we have, like, you know, stuff so might be on fire on. and we yeah. have to put those fires out first yeah. before we send things. Yes. Um, and I am the world's worst. My poor brides. I love you guys so much for putting up with me sometimes because I am the world's worst for typing up an email <laughs> or a text message and then never hitting send. Oh, I don't yeah. know what happens to my brain. And then it'll be like three days later. And I'm like, what? why have I not heard from her yet? And I'll go to text and be like, hey, did you get, you know, whatever I sent you? And I'll go to open it up and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I never sent that message. It's just still sitting there, like all typed up. And so I'll have to go back and be like, so I meant to send this message three days ago. I'm sorry that I have mom brain and I, (laughs) yeah, so dumb. And it makes you feel so bad. Like you're lying, but it's like, no, I seriously drafted this whole text message. Like I I literally, I I do it to you all the time (laughs) too. I feel so bad. Like she'll ask me for something and be like, oh, did you, you know, type up the notes for whatever? And I'm just like, oh yeah, it's in this folder and blah, blah, blah. And then like three days later, it's like tailored. Like, did you do that? And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, why is she texting me about that? And I'll open it up and it's still sitting there, totally typed up and never hits in. Um, So yeah, you got to remember like the stuff that you go through as a person, your vendors are going to go through too. Because sometimes it's just, you know garbage it's just you know sometimes we're just it's a garbage fire constantly <laughs> um but all that being said like if you do follow up and you still don't get a response you may need to consider parting ways like if mm-hmm. if the communication's not up to your standards you need to be upfront about that yes you are like, allowed to fire your vendors yes and vendors are also allowed to fire their clients so yes. On the flip side of that, please remember too when your vendors ask for something, respond to them as well. Yes. Um, but like you have every right to question that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you didn't talk about how long it was gonna take to get your welcome packet or, you know, when you were gonna start on timelines and stuff, like sometimes on consultation calls, I'll get so excited in our conversation and I will hang up and be like, I totally didn't even ask them for a billing address to put on their contract. So I can't send their contract now and I'll have to text them back. Um, Or, you know, I'll forget to tell them like, oh, you know, in the next 48 hours, you'll get a deposit invoice and contract. Like I've, I've forgotten to tell people that before. Cause again, we are human. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had somebody reach out like the next morning and be like, Hey, I haven't seen the contract come through yet. I'd be like, well, that's because we talked it eight o'clock last night and it is six o'clock in the morning. Like <laughs> I had to sleep at some point. Yes. Um, but you know, that's on me for not saying I will get that to you by the end of the day tomorrow, yes. or I will get that to you by the end of the week or, Hey, it's Thursday night. We have a very busy event weekend. Um, you know, that we're going to be gone for, I will get that to you first thing on Monday. And sometimes mm-hmm. your vendors will forget to say that. And you know, that's on us. Cause again, we get excited sometimes on consultation mm-hmm. calls and, <laughs> get to talking with you and then totally forget everything we're supposed to communicate um that's just normal um yes but if you follow up and you're like hey you know I, I i wasn't sure when am i supposed to get my welcome packet from you or like i haven't seen that contract come through or whatever you have every right to follow up on that mm-hmm. but if you go another couple of days without hearing anything that really might be a red flag yeah yeah and i think that i know that it's pretty probably really hard for you because it's the venues planner but you're more than welcome to just bring your own like you don't have to use that venues planner i know that they may like 
make it seem like you have to have to but i think out of all the venues in our area in the charlotte area there's only one that's like you have to use the in-house yeah one. usually the other ones are like oh thank god that's one less one I have yeah. to work with. <laughs> like it's fine like it's really fine if you don't vibe with that specific planner at the venue hire outside it's yeah. totally okay to do that don't feel forced into well anything in the wedding planning process but don't feel forced into settling essentially yeah, I, I did a wedding a couple of years ago at a venue where technically you could do literally your entire wedding in-house with the venue. Like mm. they had like a DJ, a baker, a florist, like people who were like, you know, they're quote unquote in-house um, vendors. And my couple did end up going with several of those, but several of them they outsourced because they met with them and they were like, I don't think they really get what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like you... But you need to, like, be up front with the venue about that and be like, you know, I really appreciate you sending me their information or whatever, but I don't think it's a good fit. Is it okay if I go yeah. outside of that? And it's absolutely okay if they tell you otherwise. Red flag on them. <laughs> I mean, I, I will defend the venues a little bit on that. I have several venue owners who are like, this is our list of caterers. You have to use one off of here. And Ooh, okay, like, yeah. they, they, there's a reason behind it. Like they've just had such bad experiences with others that they want to make sure you get a quality caterer or like, that's fair. You know, you it have to very use, hard. Yeah. Or you have to use one of these planners on our list. I have another venue that's like that. They have like six or seven of us on a list and they're like, anybody outside of this list has to be approved. So like mm-hmm. they got to come have a meeting and sit down and talk with the <laughs> venue yeah. before they're booked or anything. Um, so, you know, there, there are ways around that, but sometimes those lists are there for a reason. Yes. <laughs> yes ma'am. Wedding planning can be hard. Don't do it alone. Lemons and Willow Event Management is here to help plan events today to create memories for tomorrow. Each event in your life is an opportunity to create those moments. The owner, Taylor Ryan, began Lemons and Willow Event Management with one goal in mind, to help you enjoy all the experiences life has to offer. Let us know how we can create magic in your life today. Get in touch with us at www.lemonsandwillowevents.com and follow us on Instagram at lemonsandwillowevents. Alrighty, so to wrap things up around here, um, here are some key points to remember when booking your vendors. Get a contract. Contract. <laughs> contract. Contract. Yeah. And I hate to harp on that so much. That is literally such a soapbox because I have seen so many couples, either my couples or just people like on the internet asking for help who have just totally gotten like scammed because mm-hmm. they did not have a written contract. That is yes. so 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 important yes. for you and the vendor and then when you have the contract read it Please. didn't your mama ever teach you not to ever sign something without reading it yeah that's a legal document and you are totally valid in asking questions about yes that. like I had, I had a couple one time where the bride was like i'm so sorry my dad wants to hop on a call with you and ask questions about this and he picked it apart like and i was totally fine with that because there were things that he was like well it says that you're not responsible for you know the bridal party's things like if we give you our decorations and stuff you know to set up and you break it like what does that say and i said no if you'll read it it says i'm not responsible for safeguarding the bridal party's personal belongings so mm-hmm. if they decide to leave stuff in the bridal suite and somebody comes in and messes with it while I'm out doing the ceremony, I cannot be held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Like if they have valuables, they need to be locked in their car. And he was like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Um, you know, so you have every right to question your contracts. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand something, ask for clarification on it. If you don't agree with something, you don't have to sign it. Like I have a model release form saying like, you know, that my couples agree that any pictures taken on wedding day like I can use those on my social media or on my website um, as long as I get express consent from the photographer that it's okay to use those and if they don't want their pictures on my social media website they don't have to sign that part that's Mm -hmm. totally fine yeah you know but you you need to question those if you don't understand it or need clarification on it same don't sign stuff if you don't know for photographers like you were saying I do have model release on mine I have run into an instance where one of the like immediate family members had a foster child that they were in the middle of adopting. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I know that when you're fostering, you don't, you can't take pictures and post them on social media mm-hmm. or something like that. Just to 
like keep the kid protected. Yes. So they wanted to make sure that if there was any pictures of said child that it wouldn't be included into like the main gallery if they could just put it in like a separate folder um, Mm -hmm. that they could only see. Yep. Because it's very important that like that, like that he wouldn't be put on social media, period. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yes. And that's something that I clearly would have never thought of until they brought it to my attention and asked me about that specific thing. And again, that's your responsibility as a client is to inform your vendors on things like that. Mm -hmm. Like if there's any kind of issues that come up with the services they're providing and something going on in your family or something, you know, that you would like to be kept a secret, you know, Mm -hmm. you need to communicate that up front so that they know, because if they get there on wedding day, chances are you're going to forget to communicate it on wedding day. Mm -hmm. You might not see them to warn them beforehand. Um, And you just... Like, everybody needs to be on the same page. Yes, Communication. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I have seen on Facebook and, you know, reels and stuff like that, many a people being super uber excited um, for a bride that she was pregnant and half the people there did not know about said pregnancy. So communicate things like that to your vendors because yes we're just out here like oh my gosh we're so excited you're adding you know and funny it's like story about your mom that. doesn't know you're pregnant <laughs> yeah funny story about that i had um the bride's sister had just found out she was pregnant but nobody knew like nobody mm. the bride knew and her mom knew and nobody else there but she was like if i don't drink today it's gonna look super suspicious mm-hmm. so i had to go tell the bartender like i was like listen this is between you and me like mocktails for her like as soon as it's empty hand me another one i'll take it to her so she has a drink in her hand and nobody else tries to get her to drink anything else yeah, the whole time. Yeah. you know just little stuff like that like you know you've got if you want to keep stuff under wraps that's fine mm-hmm. but like communicate it to the people who need to know um yes playing yeah. off of that <laughs> Playing off of that, because this is also important, that no one would have, me as a vendor would not have noticed this. Sometimes when you're in early pregnancy for, I mean, I've never been pregnant, but I do notice it a lot in people's photos. They like to put their hands on their stomach. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a thing. Like, you don't realize it and you're just like constantly like, oh, you know, baby yeah. in there. Yeah. They'll do that. Me, never been pregnant before, don't have kids. I'm not catching this. The second I put that on social media... Everyone's going to know know. that you're pregnant, but it's something that I wouldn't have thought about because I've never experienced that. Yeah. So it's like things like that, that you need to communicate to me. You need to, because that would have been terrible if no one in your family knew, but you have a big old picture blown up of you holding your stomach and not one single person on the entire day (laughs) knows that you're pregnant. And I basically just announced it to the world on accident. Yeah. So that's, that's keep, not something you keep want. us in the loop, please, please yeah. keep us in the loop. Um, also, key point to remember when booking your vendors, be as honest as possible and ask as many questions that you need to during your consultation calls mm-hmm. to make sure that this is the person that you are willing to spend money on and spend time with. Yes. Um, because those are the two biggest things like you are going to give this person money and you are going to see them a lot. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yep. Absolutely. And for me, I don't, probably about you too, but nine times out of 10, I become really good friends with my couples. Oh yeah. So if we don't vibe again, if we don't vibe, then I feel like we just shouldn't work together because then you would vibe and have that relationship with somebody else. And I feel like that's kind of like, it's such a business transaction and I'm not a hundred percent business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I want to vibe with you. I want to like talk side things. Like I don't want to always be talking about work. Cause then it's like, why am I doing this? Why yeah, am I here? Like so many of my brides, like from years ago, we like still text and, yes. you know, follow up with each other. Like I just posted, you know, this week about one of my couples from two years ago, they um, just found out they're having a baby boy and just announced it on the internet. And oh so I texted them. I was like, can I post about it? Cause I'm so excited. Like they're going to be that. such good parents. I love um, that. Yeah. So you like, you want to build those connections because like, these are potentially people that you could be friends with, you know, mm-hmm. for the rest Absolutely. of your life. Like it is a business transaction, but you know, it's also for us, like a very personal business transaction. Like we, yeah. Yeah. Like we, there's no good way to explain <laughs> it's it. It's so weird. Unless you work in the industry, like you don't understand like, yeah. how much you end up loving the people you're working yes. for. It's like, we're celebrating and capturing and creating like one of the biggest milestones of your life. 
and which is such an honor it is it is such an honor and, and like, we're there for that we're so excited and like, we don't take that for granted yes the like wedding <laughs> that i just did like two weeks ago i literally had an existential crisis because i was trying to get dressed and i was like i don't know if i should dress up as a vendor or a guest <laughs> because i'm i'm literally taking pictures but i feel like i'm a literal guest yeah like i'm one of the girls out here in the bridal uh, party yeah yeah, I've, I've had a couple, like, I've got one family. I've done two of the brothers' weddings at this point, and there's two more of their siblings who are not married yet. Mm-hmm. And their dad's like, well, I guess we're just going to see you every year for a different mm-hmm. wedding. And I was like, that's totally fine. And, like, earlier this week, my bride from two weeks ago, her sister came over with her little girl so that our kids Stop. could play together. Because, that's like, so we became such good friends, like, throughout yes. the planning process. And so it's, like, we really, like, it's not like other like, it's not like your dentist, no, you know? No, like, not at all. You know, other people you get services from, you know, it's mostly a transaction. But, like, again, that's why we don't take a lot nope. of weddings. Because we want to build yeah. those relationships. I want to like, focus yeah. on you, on your couple, on on everything. Your romance, your love story, everything. I'm going to focus on that. I don't want to be like, oh, I just have a wedding this weekend. I don't really care about it. I don't care where it's at, who they are. No, I want to sit there next to Jim Bob, like your uncle Jim Bob, I know, and cut I'll, up with him. I will go like sit down next to grandma's and be like, so I've heard so much about you. Spill the tea yes. about like this new grandbaby you just had. <laughs> yes. Because like we end up having these conversations, like especially like, again, I'm with my couples for so long, most of the time before mm-hmm. wedding day. And so like I've heard about job changes and, mm-hmm. you know, new like they're like oh I just had a new niece born or whatever and so Mm -hmm. like getting there on wedding day is like all right well I already know the whole family I guess I need to introduce myself literally (laughs) literally I had oh my gosh this breaks my heart I sent away the bride and groom for the the wedding I was just talking about and the mom comes up to me and she's like hugging me and she was like I just love you so much my daughter was telling me how it was like she was hiring one of her friends to do photos like it wasn't even like she was hiring you like a vendor and literally almost stopped she invited me to her bachelorette trip that is so cute you should have gone i could i couldn't but i was out of town already but um yeah i I love it i've got a couple in november she was like so this is where our rehearsal dinner is at she was like i know you don't typically come to rehearsal dinner she was like but my mom really wants to meet you and we need to like hang out and do this and that and i was like okay yeah i'll be there 100 (laughs) percent. love it love it love it absolutely yeah i love because when i first started i felt so awkward about that because i came from like corporate events and working at a venue Mm -hmm. and so like there's a very clear like you know work like boundary where you're not supposed to cross over Mm -hmm. it but getting to do this for yourself like you're like yes let's be best friends yes (laughs) yes because it's like when you think about it in a in a kind of weird way you're becoming our co-worker a little bit yeah you know and it's like Like we're doing this together like we're not necessarily like working for you yeah like this is a team effort we're doing this together we're creating this day for you and like in, in a regular corporate job, you can't, you don't do that. You don't go have, I mean, some people do, which is, you know, but you don't go and like hang out with your coworkers, like a whole bunch of coworkers every yeah. single day after work. You know what I'm saying? You so, don't get phone calls at nine o'clock at night of yeah. somebody crying because like, you know, something going on and like mm-hmm. getting to have those like really like personal sentimental conversations with them. Like, mm-hmm. and we are privileged enough to do that, yeah. um, which is you know, that can be a little, you know, intimidating for us sometimes. But like, again, like I, you know, I feel so passionately that like, this is what God has called me to do. And this is like my ministry point Mm -hmm. of like getting to love on these couples and like be that person for them. And Mm -hmm. so like, I am, I'm all in like, girl, you need Mm -hmm. to call me and cry about something. You need me to pray with you. Like I'm there. Like we are going to do life together until one day. And then hopefully I will still get to hear from you regularly. I text some of my old brides all the time. I'm like, I miss you. Literally. I'm like, like, you want to plan like a 4th of July party or something so we can hang out. Like a huge mixer of like past couples that show up. That'd be so cool. You just gave me a new idea. (laughs) Coming soon, Lemons and Willowbit Management Couple Mixer. <laughs> My past brides are going to hear this and they're going to be like, yes, I get to buy a dress. Like, they're going to be so excited. <laughs> they just they just re-wear their old wedding dresses again. 
she's freaking I out oh so- my god dude you just gave me so many ideas i'm so excited listen i always come up with freaking ideas just off the bat like this and you're like we should do it let's do it let's do it right now like the mama mia dinner thing oh my god yeah <laughs> we love mama mia yeah that's how the mark. podcast was actually born um i mentioned one thing and she was like let's do it let's do it literally now i'm like okay yeah i'm all like right. a an all-in kind of thing like like a couple years ago i was like it's like, man, I, I just feel overwhelmed to all these big bridal shows. Like, why aren't there, like, more small ones? My husband's like, well, why don't you plan on it? I was like, doing it. Yep. Do it. So, come February. Like, come see us at the Southern Charm Bridal Show in Rock Hill. You know? So, like, it's, yeah. I, if I like an idea, I'm probably going to try to make it happen, no matter how much stress it puts on me yeah. to get it done. And that's why we love you. And it's fine. Yeah. Cool. But other than that, yeah, I don't think we have it much much advice to give you guys those were yeah, really good questions those were such good questions y'all like yeah just be as dig into your booking process don't mm-hmm. make it a passive thing don't just book the first person that comes up yep. make it personal and make sure that you're getting somebody who you really love yeah you got it cool love you mean it yeah bye <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on Days and Engaged, a wedding planning advice podcast. We hope we answered your wedding planning questions, but if not, send us an email to daysandengagepodcast at gmail.com or fill out the form on our Instagram bio at daysandengagepodcast, and maybe next week we'll talk about your wedding planning questions. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. It helps others find us, and please tell your other engaged friends. Or moms, coworkers, or strangers on the street. To listen in to the Days and Engaged podcast. Thanks for listening to our show. Until next week. Bye-bye, party party people. people.